It is nearly impossible to tell the truth about intervention in IET without coming across like a mad conspiracy theorist. But when you understand the history of U.S. involvement in IET, you begin to realize that the truth is crazier than any conspiracy you could ever dream of. Just last week, the United Nations Security Council approved an armed intervention to be led by Kenya into IET. But it is important to place what is to come in the context of the long history of Western meddling in the world's first free black republic and look at the role played by the United States. In 1915, Haitian President Jean Vibouin Guillaume Sam was killed after a revolt against his regime, which had been expanding its ties to the United States. In a move to protect U.S. interests, on July 28, 1915, the United States sent in 2,000 troops who remained there for a 19-year occupation. During this occupation, the United States revealed its true feelings about Haitian sovereignty. They rewrote the Haitian constitution to allow foreign land ownership. This was a big deal because it had been outlawed since the Haitian Revolution in 1804. The U.S. also imposed press censorship and martial law. It determined that the prospect of a free and sovereign Haiti was too much to risk. Haiti must forever remain a plantation. The U.S. brought discriminatory Jim Crow policies and forced labor to the island. It also marked the first time that the U.S. military used aerial bombs. These bombs were tested as they waged a war against Haitian resistors and burned villages, torturing and murdering thousands of innocent civilians. The United States had claimed its original purpose for entering IET was to bring education, infrastructure, and stability. Same old story. But when popular protests forced the U.S. out in 1934, the only thing it left behind was a Western-trained police force that continued to terrorize Haitian people. In 1991, the Haitian people claimed a victory for themselves when Jean-Bertrand Aristide came to power. As the first democratically elected president of the modern nation-state, Aristide attempted several reforms in the country designed to rein in the power of a corrupt business and military elite. He also demanded restitution from France for its hundreds of years of extortion against Haiti. Needless to say, this made Aristide a target. And from 1991 until 2004, he faced a series of assassination and coup attempts. In 2004, they finally got him. A coup d'etat sponsored by the United States, France, and Canada saw Aristide kidnapped by U.S. Marines and dropped off in the Central African Republic. Think about how crazy of an idea that is. A democratically elected president kidnapped in the middle of the night and exiled to a whole other continent by people who didn't even live in Haiti. This was the kickoff for another occupation which received major support, largely through the United Nations. The United Nations, in which the U.S. plays an entirely oversized role, basically said to the U.S., we got it from here, establishing a peacekeeping mission of their own. It was called the United Nations Stabilization Mission in Haiti, or MINISTA for short and claimed its purpose was to bring, here's that word again, stability. Minister was a billion dollar operation involving 12,000 military troops and police forces at its height. The mission proved to be brutal and fatal for Haitian people. Massacres were carried out in civilian towns. 
Haitians also reported widespread sexual assault. The United States should know. The Minister of Force Reasons are Haiti. We refuse it. We don't want them anymore. We Haitian, we have united. So once we're united, we don't need a force inside this country to control it. It's a force abusive. Repression that minister is doing over all the uh, uh, popular neighborhood is a shame. Among the biggest offenses was that soldiers had been dumping human waste into rivers used for drinking water. It sparked a cholera epidemic that killed over 10,000 people. The UN claims that it dissolved Minister in 2017, but the truth is that it remained in Haiti through a new acronym, BINA. BINA, or the United Nations Integrated Office in Haiti, has been digging its hands all up in Haiti's internal affairs since 2017. In 2021, after the assassination of Jovenel Moise on July 7, which had U.S. and Colombian fingerprints all over it, including one Colombian being tried in the United States for the crime committed in Haiti, Haiti transitioned from one U.S.-backed puppet leader to another. By the 20th of July, without any say from the people, a new Haitian leader was installed, Auriel Anoui. Anoui found full support from countries like Brazil, Canada, France, Germany, Spain, the European Union, and of course, the United States. These countries make up what is known as the core group. They call all the shots in IT. Funny how that works though. The United States, a country that never shuts up about democracy and free and fair elections, threw its weight behind the installation of a prime minister whose name had never even been printed on an election ballot. However, as the years have gone by, the imperialists have come to understand that they too must evolve with the times. Western-led interventions into the first free black republic in the world have grown increasingly unpopular. So, there's been a strategic pivot toward an unironic kind of black-on-black -black crime or blackface imperialism. Over the last three years, the United States has led the search for a third party to do their bidding in IET. They've approached the UN Security Council. They've approached the Caribbean community, known as CARICOM. They've approached the community of Latin American and Caribbean states, known as CELOC, and many others before their latest success weaponizing Kenyan police forces with the support of Jamaica, Barbados, Antigua, and Barbuda. Kenya and these other African nations will add to the long legacy of betrayal against IET and Haitian people. In the days following the Security Council vote on October 2nd, where both China and Russia abstained, there has been continued debate around how to help Haiti. But the facts are the facts. Over the past 30 years, the United Nations has initiated nine different peacekeeping missions in Haiti. None have brought peace or any level of stability to the country, and all have arguably only made things worse. This latest soon-to-come mission would not be considered a UN mission, but is instead funded by, quote, voluntary contributions. For example, the U.S. plans to provide the initial $200 million. While many cite gangs as the primary concern in IT, a proper understanding of its history of occupation should help us all to see the truth. There is no bigger gang in IT today than the United States and its allies. Tout menti par fond. 